Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 183. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3, 6, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. Today, we are joined by Will Penny. I've been wanting to have Will on the podcast for a while now, so when I saw him at Bamboo Club's Hardcore Marketplace, I sat down with him for a short chat. Will has an interesting background. He's an attorney by day and artist by night, similarly living that alter ego lifestyle of the comic book characters that inspire his art and books. On this episode, we learn about his artistic origin, what inspires his creativity, and what's in store for the future of his work. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider helping us with your support during this challenging time. Stop by DesertOasisRoom.com to check out our merch or leave us a tip. Any purchase or donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated. It helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. All righty. Grab a Mai Tai and join us from the Hardcore Marketplace at the Bamboo Club in Long Beach, California. And give it up for my friend, Will Penny. folks we are with our friend will penny and will penny is an artist that you might find kind of interesting so let me start by introducing will first so aloha will aloha aloha hello everyone we are at the hardcore tiki marketplace in long beach for another fun day uh, I was gonna say fun day, su- Sunday fun day. That's it's actually it's a, it's a Saturday. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, actually a Saturday here. The uh, hardcore tiki marketplace happens the first Saturday of every month here at the Bamboo Club in Long Beach, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's actually a free show too. So if you're in the neighborhood uh, or you're around the Southern California area, this is one of the best uh, tiki marketplaces to come check out. Lots of good vendors, lots of good food from the restaurant, uh, lots of great drinks, and lots of cool art. Check that out. That, that's a nice plug for the marketplace. <laughs> yeah, do what I can, I guess. I do what I can. So for our listeners out there, I think you might find something interesting about our friend Will Penny here. Will is actually not a full-time artist. Will Penny has a day job. And do you want to say what you do, or is that something that we just want to keep personal? <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I'm an insurance defense litigator, so I work for a law firm in Newport Beach, California. I do that during the day, but at night I uh, switch hats and get my tiki on with uh, Sex and Monsters, my arts company, comics and arts publishing company. So here's what's cool about Sex and Monsters. So your work looks 100% like this is what you do full time. It's very professional. It's very 
I don't know what the right word is, very RT, <laughs> very RT. <laughs> and I'm curious, like, what, what came first? Were you an artist first, or is this something that you stumbled into while you were practicing law? Um, so I guess I've always uh, been inclined to be an artist, uh, whether it be doing cartoon strips for my high school newspaper, uh, going on to become uh, the graphics page editor, editorial page editor at my uh, college newspaper. I've always been keen to uh, do comics and uh, be artistic, I guess. But um, during school, I also went on to grad school, law school, and um, graduated from there and then moved out here to California, uh, passed the bar out here, got my first law job. And uh, after I got that all settled, I got back into doing more um, professional quality style art and comics and book publishing. And so that's been kind of my side gig um, since I've been out here. And it's been a lot of fun. Very cool. So is art what you do that comes from the heart? Did you go into law because you kind of felt like it was something you're supposed to do? Um, I went into, well, you know, I... I I mean, like, you know, there's this whole thing about, like, what society, the expectations that society puts on us. And there's always something that someone would rather do, right? Yeah. Than what they actually do. Yeah. Right. And that's a good point. I mean, certainly, I'd rather be uh, selling tiki comic books uh, all day long rather than uh, litigating insurance, you know, claims. But um, I got into the law uh, basically after studying journalism for a long time, and I was going oh, to be a. Yeah. Um, news reporter, uh, broadcast journalist for a long time and worked at a couple stations actually and did radio for a, for a while. Very nice. And um, I just realized that, you know, law had a lot more opportunities. Uh, I'm from Iowa originally and I didn't really see myself working in a, a small town in Iowa covering city council meetings my whole life and I figured law might be a way to kind of expand my opportunities and so that's why I went in. Um, to that field, and it brought me out here to California, which um, I really enjoy living out here these days. Very good. Now, this the question, the reason why I ask is because my wife is an attorney. Oh, right on. And yeah. she's an attorney for an insurance company Oh, as right well. on. Yeah, fair enough. She's in-house counsel for cool. an insurance company. Yeah. And I can tell you that law is not what she would do first, you know. It's, it's something that uh, there was an expectation, you know. Her family, you know, so you need to do something that's professional. And, you know, we all have these other passions that we would rather follow, right? Yeah, and and that's true. Um, I just, you know, I really, uh, I actually do enjoy being an attorney. There are aspects to the job that may be challenging, but there's aspects to every sort of endeavor that have challenges. Um, Being a lawyer allows me to, um, you know, pursue... Do, do things that you interests. wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it allows me to still do a lot of writing, a lot of reading, um, crafting various briefs for a judge is not completely dissimilar to drafting um, a story for uh, various audiences. It's all about choosing your audience and, and writing to that audience. So yeah. well, it has some, some things to it that are actually kind of, um, I guess I would say, uh, have a unique sort of benefit to it that I can try to translate into my work as an artist as well. Gotcha. So let's talk about your art because you have a very specific style. So Sex and Monsters. <laughs> Tell me about Sex and Monsters. Well, like I said, um, I come from a background in uh, 
cartooning, uh, editorial cartooning, or just drawing regular gag strips for my high school and college newspapers. And so when I moved out here to California and got my law job, I wanted to get back into daily cartooning, and my first cartoon strip was called Sex and Monsters. And it was just kind of a silly, humorous title that I thought people would remember. Um, and it was just, you know, basically lampooning everyday life and relationships through the context of classic horror monsters. Um, and I did that for a few years, and then I eventually expanded the concept of Sex and Monsters to be a whole website that uh, covered a variety of different sorts of quirky indie comic books. So we do a whole variety of different books, whether it be traditional superhero stories or classic EC horror anthology types, or like um, our most popular book, the Tiki Surf Witches comic, which is a cocktail recipe comic book that has really taken off within the tiki field and has kind of almost gotten a whole life of its own and yeah. taken over the whole concept of sex and monsters. Because now... Um, a lot of my focus is just within the realm of tiki and that whole genre, which is actually a lot of fun and exciting. So tell me about who your main artistic influences are, because, and then I'm going to tell you what I see. Okay. So, uh, so tell me who, what the main influences are and if those changed over the years from when you had first started exploring art. Yeah. Well, generally speaking, I'm a comic book guy, so all the classic uh, comic books I could ring off for you, whether it be Jack Kirby uh, doing his superhero stuff, or William Gaines at EC Comics, um, the Warren stuff in the 60s and 70s, um, and then being a child from the 80s and 90s, Saturday morning cartoons also has a, a heavy influence and stuff, and your late night uh, horror movie uh, genre stuff, your B-movies and things of that nature, Roger Corman, all those sorts so of all uh, kinds of stuff. Yeah, all sorts of stuff really, you know, uh, go into the mix, I guess, and uh, yeah. and help influence the sorts of work that I publish. Yeah, very nice. So I'm looking at the back of Tiki Surf Witches, and I have this book. I got it when it first came out. My buddy... Steve Huffman talked you into sending me a copy. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Was he a Ventiki maybe? I vaguely remember that. Possibly, several years possibly. ago. Yeah, and he uh, mentioned he had a buddy who did a podcast. And so. And I yeah. thought it was very nice of you to send it out. And <laughs> so let's look at this. So if we look at Tiki Surf Witches, right off the bat, on the back side, it kind of reminds me of the the old Scooby-Doo stuff oh, with, yeah. with the guys yeah. that would try to pull off some kind of white collar crime yeah. using a ghost story right, <laughs> right so you got right. this person in the back with yeah. the yeah. with the mask on and but then you flip it over and I look at the front right and mm -hmm. now I'm seeing uh, artwork that is very different from that Scooby Doo style but it's just the influence I guess is what I'm what I'm getting at right so and I I love this because it is done in the classic comic book style right yeah there Certainly when I was doing Tiki Surf Witches Want Blood, I guess to start with, um, the concept of Tiki Surf Witches Want Blood is by Stephen Rhodes. And the cover image that you're talking about is an illustration he cooked up. And it you can see clearly it references old classic B-movies, horror films, Roger Corman films, uh, stuff of that nature, old surf yeah, totally. beach party movies. And I saw this and I reached out to him and I said, man, this would make a great comic book. I'm actually working on and want to do a tiki-themed horror comic. Why don't we team up? I'll take your concept and run with it, and we'll see what we can make. And so I was fortunate enough to get him to uh, jump on board with me. And that's really what started the whole idea of Tiki Surf, which is One Blood as a comic book. 
And then I reached out to one of my artists that I had worked with on a previous book, uh, Nick Polico, who has a great sort of classic 1950s, 1960s sort of style uh, with his art. Very reminiscent of the classic EC books like Tales from the Crypt, The Vault of Horror, or the Creepy and Eerie books. And I knew that he would be perfect for this because my concept of this book was to try and tell a story using the language and um, visuals of an old classic kind of men's adventure magazine, but do it in a way that also is appealing to, I guess, uh, modern sensibilities, to kind of, uh, you know, subvert expectations of what kind of a, you know, 1950s men's adventure story might be, but for a modern day audience. And so I really wanted to get that visual look that I knew Nick could capture in his artwork. And so Again, I was fortunate enough to have him jump on board with me, and uh, we we went from there. I drafted a script, so cool. and he illustrated it. So cool. Yeah. So, are you familiar with Roy Lichtenstein's work? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I see that you have panels here. You have prints of some of these panels. Right, exactly. And I envision huge prints like that with the comic, because I think that one of his trademarks is that... Um, what is the style that you you look like comic print right with, with the um, oh with yeah the points, like the half tone dots yeah, and with everything dots and all yeah. that stuff and and I and I kind of can see that happening with what's you've got here inside the tiki circle yeah. Yeah. yeah actually it was uh, a huge pain in the butt to get those like dots some of these these look really cool like I would yeah. love to have something like you know the ones with the ladies in here like something yeah. like this yeah. or something like this mm-hmm. you know and i know our, our, our listeners can't see it but we're pointing out some of the cool panels inside tiki surf which is yeah i mean if, if folks want to go to my website sexandmonsters.com um, you can check out the book there there's lots of fun visuals on that site and particularly uh, with the tiki surf witches we have a free uh, preview of the comic there that you can you can scope out but I was going to say, yeah, when you mentioned the, the half-tone dots, that's certainly something that harkens back to the early era of, of comic book printing that I wanted to try and reproduce um, in this book. But because we print digitally, it was, a, like I was saying, a pain in the butt to try and get those dots to oh, print yeah. digitally. Yeah. We were able to do it, but, but it took a little while to find the right printer to be able to do it for us. But, um, but yes, uh, folks like, uh, you know, Lichtenstein you know, and everything are big influences. Each one of these panels is a separate piece of art. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. You well, know, I can see each one of these things as a yeah. separate print. So. Well, it, it goes to, um, I guess, speaks to the quality of, of Nick's artistic talents. Um, he's a great penciler, great inker, uh, all-around great, great comic book artist as well. So I'm lucky that he was able to jump on this book with me. And we were able to uh, to create something that I think a lot of Very folks nice. really enjoy. Yeah. Are there other types of media that you like to work in? Um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, funny you mention that because, like I said, I'm a comic book guy at heart. Uh, I started Sex and Monsters as just a dumb little website to do my comic books on. But once I got into Tiki, it really opened the door to a whole new, I guess, uh, environment of various media that I could really dabble in. So last year I did a uh, glass that people really liked. It's a a glassware called the Magic Zombie Glass. And that was uh, our first Kickstarter project that we did. But basically it's a zombie glass, like I'm sure most of your listeners know, a a tall chimney-style glass. But we used um, Nick's artwork on it, and we were able to print it with disappearing ink so that when a cold cocktail is poured into the glass, the zombie actually appears on the glass. Yeah, very nice. So people got a huge kick out of that. And that was a lot of fun. So 
I'm looking into various other sorts of media to dabble in, apart from comic books and, and art prints. Um, I'm thinking maybe tiki mugs in the near future. Um, maybe even like uh, get into film, possibly or ah, animation at least. Yeah. And you know, the new thing that we released this year uh, to go along with the Tiki Surf Witches comic book is the uh, Tiki Surf Witches uh, seven-inch vinyl soundtrack record. So Very nice. It's just a little mini vinyl record, but it was a lot of fun to put together with my good friend Dom Creep. Uh, He's famous from the band Creeps, uh, but he was performing for me under his other pseudonym, the Grim County Corners. And he was able to put together a track called Phantom of the Luau, which is a great haunted exotica song, and then R.I.P. Tide, which is kind of a more surfy haunted song. And this is kind of a soundtrack to our uh, Tiki Surf, which is comic book. So we released this um, back in August, and lots of folks have really enjoyed this as well. So I guess to go back to your question about what other media I've been working in, um, I guess soundtrack records now are kind of a, a thing we're doing these days too. I love it. And what you're doing, the, the stuff you're exploring is a little bit outside the box. So a seven-inch soundtrack to your comic book. That's not something that all the tiki artists are doing. Yeah, no, you know, it's true because, like, what I've realized um, when I've gotten into tiki is that there are so many talented artists, great great illustrators, great painters, great craftsmen and women, uh, great sculptors. And so I figure maybe I'll do something a little different. And uh, what can I do in the genre of tiki that's unique to who I am as an artist and a creator. And so that's why I focus right now on comic books, on records, on kind of pop culture items, um, and give it kind of a tiki spin. And I think that kind of sets me apart a little bit from uh, from other folks working in the, in the field of tiki, I guess. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Let's continue into something that I like doing with our guests on the podcast. I like to explore a little bit more of their personal side and ask some fun things. And with the Tiki Surf Witches stuff, one of the first things that came to mind when we were thumbing through that book is there's all of these island paradise kind of imagery in there. Right, right. Which goes, of course, hand in hand with Tiki. Of course. Along that line, let me ask you a fun question. If you were stranded on a deserted tropical island and you could only have three things, what would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> uh, three hula girls, like. No. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Are you gonna waste all your choices though on each hula girl? So one one choice for each one. Yeah, you, that's you true. can make that one choice, right? Three hula girls. <laughs> right. right. I, I always said that I would choose cable TV. Oh, right on, right on. Uh, yeah. Probably the internet. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe a boat. Now a boat would, would be. A, <laughs> cool thing yeah yeah and then you can island hop and everything so <laughs> so those are some of my answers yeah yeah i mean um i guess if i'm actually stranded and we're like talking like survival um things like don't they always say you need a pocket knife and maybe like yeah, a see, match i didn't think about like, that stuff i didn't think about survival i just thought about my right. my my guilty indulgences yeah. Maybe, maybe a case of rum would be nice. There you uh, go. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Let, let's do another one. All right. How about, let's get a little bit more serious. Okay. If you could spend time with anyone, dead or alive, mm-hmm. real or fictitious, mm-hmm. who would you choose? You know, that's a really good, uh, good question. And, um, gosh. 
and you said real or fictitious? <laughs> real or fictitious. So, oh, so uh, let me give you an example of, okay. of, of that. Uh, I think it would be fun to spend a day with Ferris Bueller. Oh, right, right. I'd right. love to time travel with Marty McFly. Yeah, fair enough. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, dead or alive, I mean, like, I yeah. think it would be awesome to... to um, to have lunch with Trader Vic. Yeah, right, right, uh, exactly. I'd love to meet one of my, like a great-grandfather or mm-hmm, something like that, mm-hmm, and maybe spend yeah. time with him. Yeah. Um, so those are some yeah. examples, Yeah. right? I guess, Bruce Lee would be another one. Yeah, Bruce that he Lee kind would be cool, like, for He'd sure. probably make me feel stupid and overweight <laughs> and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. But. <laughs> um, well, gosh, let me think. So ficti- let's go fictitious first. I'd probably, being a comic book guy, would have to nerd out and say Superman. Superman. Yeah, when it comes between Superman and Batman, I'm more of a uh, Superman guy myself. Are you a DC guy? I, I'm because you brought up <laughs> Superman and Batman. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm a comic book uh, polygamist. I love them all. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. I love my Spidey and Caps, and obviously the MCU films are. But certainly, big, you have so. to have an opinion one or the other. Um, no, no, I don't. I don't really? think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, I love them all. So okay, um, okay. But particularly, I think Superman would be cool to hang out with. Um, check out Fortress of Solitude. Metropolis seems pretty cool. Um, I know some folks would say Batman, but I think he'd be a little depressing to hang out with personally. So, <laughs> so I'm going to say Superman for my fictitious uh, person to hang out with. I, I got a question yeah. about the Fortress of Solitude. So yeah. Superman is not affected by, I mean, he came from out of space, so he can go to the Fortress of Solitude wearing his tights. Yeah, that's true. And, and that's it, true. Yeah. it appears to me that you would, not be comfortable then. <laughs> That's true. Well, maybe outside the <laughs> fortress. I would hope he has some sort of a heating and ventilation air conditioning unit inside of it to keep me comfortable. So. <laughs> now we're really nerding out on the uh, logistics of the fortress of right. solitude. Right. Well, but, uh, we're nerds, right? Yeah, so right, right. Let, let's explore the whole superhero <laughs> angle. So yeah. I've asked the, the super power question before. Oh, right. I don't right. know if you've heard that. Yeah. So uh, you're superpower if you could pick any superpower what would you choose oh man um gosh that's a really good and interesting question too it's like do i be a mind reader and it's like no i can tell when my girlfriend's mad at me so i don't i don't want to know i don't want to know yeah right um, <laughs> look, look, I've said this to to people before too. I don't care if my wife fakes an orgasm. Just if, if you if if I think that I'm pleasing her, that I'm I'm fine. Right. Right. I don't need to know. Bliss, yeah, right. I don't need to know yeah, the truth. Right, you know? right. <laughs> um, gosh, I I don't know. That's it's a really good question. I would say maybe uh, the ability to fly is always it's a boring answer, but it would be cool to do. Well, it's, um, you hang out with Superman. Yeah, so. right. And right? Yeah, maybe keep up with him. Yeah. So I think I'd go with that one. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard lots of answers over the years. Yeah. And so it's not fair of me to, to throw my answers out there because I've heard hundreds of them. Yeah. But I think some of the, the good ones that I really enjoyed were... The one that I always say for myself is that I'd like to be able to eat whatever I like without getting fat. Oh, that's a pretty good one. And good one. the one that I think is my favorite is the teleporting one. Some, oh, someone said they'd like to be able yeah. to teleport so yeah. that they can they can go to the Maikai for lunch yeah, or they true. can go to Hawaii for dinner. Well, I mean, if you want to get super nerdy, one of the most powerful characters in either the DC or Marvel Universe is uh, Molecule Man. And he has the ability to manipulate 
uh, matter on a molecular level in order to change it into any other matter that he wants. So he could turn your microphone here into a hamburger or something. And oh, so interesting. When you think of that power, it's like, really, you could make anything into anything else. And okay. that's kind of an interesting power. So there's another power right yeah. there. So <laughs> speaking of which, is there anything that you haven't done yet on that line that, I mean, like you have Tiki Surf Witches, and it sounds very much like you are a, a huge fan of all these other styles of genres. Have you ever thought about doing something completely different? Or is, is there something that we don't know yet that is kind of working in your... In your yeah, I mean, uh, so the concept of sex and monsters is to present... Um, weird, quirky, independent horror film, uh, horror comics in a variety of different genres. And so like I mentioned before, we have kind of a superhero themed horror comic. We have a classic EC anthology style horror comic. We have kind of a gag strip horror comic. And then the Tiki comic is kind of its own thing, kind of a vintage men's adventure magazine style comic. But because it became such a huge seller for us, I've really devoted a lot of time into developing that brand and, and exploring the genre of tiki more through, like we were talking about, a variety of different mediums like glassware, records, uh, things of that nature, maybe film uh, in the future. So um, in terms of doing stuff outside the tiki genre, certainly I'll keep up with my other work under the Sex and Monsters brand. Um, but tiki is so much fun to work in. I've actually been thinking about developing kind of a sister brand to Sex and Monsters. Oh, very nice. And so, yeah, hopefully come next year or so, maybe when things uh, settle down in the world and we get back to normal, we can, uh, we'll kind of make an announcement about a, a okay. sister brand that'll be exclusively uh, tiki, surf, beach sort of stuff that we'll be doing. So we're kind of excited about that. Very cool. Very cool. So... Before we wrap this up, let's tell our listeners where they can find the art of Will Penny. All right. Well, uh, folks are interested in checking us out. Uh, certainly, you can swing by our website, www.sexandmonsters.com. And we're on, we're on all the uh, you know usual suspects as far as social media is concerned, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just at Sex and Monsters as well. So scope us out there and check out the comics that we do. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy doing it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for the time. Very cool. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Will, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I got one more question for you. All right. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would you choose? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say French toast. I like French, French toast. toast. I like French toast. Who's, yeah. Who makes your favorite French toast? Uh, I do myself. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you just use standard white bread? Do you use a special kind of bread? I mix it up sometimes with the bread and everything. But yeah, just pretty standard white bread, eggs, yeah, cinnamon, a little I, whipped cream, I do wonder. I do wonder if you go to France and you order some toast, if they dip it in <laughs> eggs and throw it on a frying pan, right? Or do they bring out a plate of... Of just regular... Uh, right. Yeah, burnt toast. <laughs> a burnt, burnt bread. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, thanks again for joining us. All right, thanks, Adrian. Right, it's been a blast. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.